0: again, everyone, and welcome to Submit It for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Brandon Cruz, and with me today, I have the editor in chief of geekay.com, www.geekay.com, Mr. Chris Randazzo. Hello, sir. Hi there. H- how are you today?
1: I am delightful. I am uh, I am cooking spaghetti sauce with fresh herbs and spices, and I am Ooh. thrilled. It smells delightful in my house.
0: Ooh, what, uh, what kind of herbs are you using? Uh, I got some, uh, we
1: have a little herb garden chilling in front of the house, so I've got some, uh, quite the bounty of fresh parsley, oregano, and basil <laughs> growing out there. It was ridiculous. We actually walked outside earlier in the week, and I said, okay, this stuff is out of control. I'm making sauce this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, whenever whenever I hear somebody, like, making spaghetti sauce, not hear of people making spaghetti sauce, I always imagine the scene from Goodfellas where, like, they're, they're teaching them how to, like, slice the garlic, like, really thin so that way it... It almost melts in the pan. Uh, I don't know if that's what you do with, with your herbs, but. Nah, the
1: uh, the, the garlic was, my, my wife takes care of a lot of that stuff because yeah. she was a professional chef and I, I was oh. never a professional chef. Nice. Uh, so whenever I cut garlic or an onion, she is either somewhere like cowering in a corner <laughs> or uh, just takes the knife out of my hand and threatens me with it to get the hell out of the kitchen <laughs> until it's all done properly
0: get out of here get out of here
1: it actually causes her physical pain to watch me cut an onion it's it's, it's impressive
0: <laughs> these pieces are uneven <laughs> this isn't quartering this is thirds uh awesome well hey uh th- thanks for coming on the show man uh, of course um y- so tell me just to give our audience a little bit of background uh what is your experience with the twilight zone
1: um well uh my, my experience with Twilight Zone is actually very limited. Um, we talked about this uh, when you came on this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have more of a tertiary knowledge of Twilight Zone from just its general existence in popular culture and hadn't really watched a lot of episodes myself. Um majority of my uh, Twilight Zone knowledge comes from the Twilight Zone pinball game, which is a game I've spent a ton of time with and i adore to death right. in fact i was just playing a bunch of it yesterday at a at Yestercade's. <laughs> and um nice. the uh fountains of wayne radiation vibe music video which was twilight zone themed uh and and you know just just references on tv shows like the simpsons and whatnot um those little things like that because i never really got around to watching the show now more recently uh particularly since you started this podcast i've watched a couple of different episodes uh, including the um what is the monsters are Do at Maple street. Yeah, is that monsters what it's are yeah. Maple. Yep. And, uh, the episode we're going to talk about today. And, um, I think I've seen one or two others like on s- sometime the the marathon would be in the background uh, at a new year's party or something. And, um, right. But yeah, these are probably, these are the two episodes I've seen, like actually sat down and watched myself. And, um, it is a, it, it both episodes that I've seen have completely floored me. Like, I went to go watch the, this week, this, the episode we're talking about today, and I had a pen and paper in front of me to take notes, <laughs> and I did not take any notes because I couldn't stop watching. I was just—I was so interested in watching what I was seeing.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, uh, you know, since you do run this week's episode uh, with, with uh, our, our good friends, your wife <laughs> and Evan, uh, you know, there's, there's an episode of Felicity, actually, that uh, brought one of the original directors on board— and the, really? they they use some of the original um yeah. you know kind of the uh lenses and stuff like that to really get that black and white kind of twilight zone feel for it that's awesome um, i had so, no idea yeah so i would recommend that for you to just check out uh, i need, i still need to check it out too
1: oh absolutely
0: but uh as for as for this week chris we are as you said we are discussing a cool little episode uh it's episode 24 it's long live walter jameson uh, i was Originally aired March eighteenth, nineteen sixty. Directed by Anton Leder, who also directed *Children of the Damned*, the original one. Oh wow! Stars the great Kevin McCarthy from *Invasion of the Body Snatchers*, and uh, it was the teleplay was written by uh, Charles Beaumont. Um, <clears throat> so here's how here's how this episode goes, right? Uh, so we find ourselves looking at a professor, and he's talking about the Civil War. Um, and specifically about how Tecumseh Sherman was, was kind of power hungry and a jerk. Uh, and he pulls out a diary, a a diary of a major skeleton, um, which, which details a little bit extra details about uh, Tecumseh's being a, being a jerk, being a jerk specifically, uh, in in the, in the class, there is a fellow professor, uh, Sam, who is just kind of watching him in awe, um, they co- go ahead and the, the scene changes. Now they're in um, this uh, Walter Jameson's kind of study area and they're just talking. And Sam brings up like, hey, it's kind of funny that you are that you you know so much about it that almost people um, they, they've said that, you know, it's almost like you lived it. Right.
1: Yeah. He talks about it so vividly. It's almost like he was there.
0: Right. Right. Uh, and so they're there. Uh, I want to I bring this up later, but um, so Sam is bringing this up over a, a game of chess and and they're both one of them's dressed in black and the other's kind of dressed in white. Thought that was I did not even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, so so Sam goes over to the bookshelf and he 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 pulls out a book and he says uh, here, this is a picture book by some author, Matt Bradley, Bradley or something like that. Um, and he, he pulls it out and he looks at it with a, a microscope and there's a picture of Walter Jameson, but as a major skeleton. So he goes in and he goes over and he shows it to Walter and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Sam is of course, like you have the same ring and you have the same mole on the left side of your face. This is this is and obvi. the same face <laughs> and and the same face. Hashtag obvi, you know, uh, they didn't have hashtags back then. I'm well I mean they probably savages (laughs) yeah (laughs) come on get with it Twitter um and uh so Sam's like hey man just just be honest with me like we're we're close we're friends just be honest with me is this you and of course Walter being that they're so close admits that yes that is the same guy in the picture and he goes on to detail about how he is really really old uh old enough to know Plato 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 plateau Uh, plateau plateau, yeah uh who's best friends with mesa i guess also um and uh goes on to detail about how an alchemist was uh the one who's in the the cause of of this man's immortality because he was searching around asking priests and philosophers about the meaning of life and life didn't mean anything with with death he he seemed to to suggest okay so i i want to go ahead and bring this up because walter jameson is going to marry is supposed to marry sam's daughter Susanna, Mm -hmm. and at some point time sam says to him like it thank you for letting me know like i i wanted to live forever but it turns out that living forever doesn't make a man any wiser Um, and he asks Walter, Hey, so you've probably had a lot of girlfriends, a lot of wives and all that type of stuff. And Walter says, yes. And of course this is when Sam's kind of perception changes on it. And he says, um, but he doesn't say, but Walter's like, I know what you're going to say. You don't want me to marry Susanna, but I love her. Hey, I I told you, I told you months ago that I was trying to resign and you didn't let me that's why i love your daughter and that's why i'm gonna marry her and he's kind of he's kind of a jerk right he's like yeah he's like really trying to put this on him it's like
1: look i was i was trying to avoid her advances but now i'm in love with her so there's literally nothing i can do and i'm sitting here thinking okay well all right you've been alive for thousands of years right First off, you're really bad at lying about your age for somebody who's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And thing number two, come on. Like, really, there's there's just nothing you can do at this point. Um, and, you know, what happens after that in the episode with the, the other character we meet, which uh, we'll talk about momentarily, is... Right. Like, I, I was just like, I, as soon as I saw that this other character, I was like, you're going to do what I think you're going to do, and I'm rooting for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh. Yeah, so... of uh, uh the Susanna comes downstairs right as the Sam says you're not gonna marry my daughter And she's like what why Walter says no worries we're gonna get married tonight get your things and let's go (laughs) right and she's game she's like sure I'll go upstairs
1: get what he say grab your prettiest things and uh (laughs) yeah yeah okay like
0: like she's like she's just been ready for this for like the last six months like I'm (laughs) I'll marry you tonight. Whenever you're ready, I've already got the bag packed. Let's do it, <laughs> like wedding dress and all. Um, so Walter runs over to his house, which is evidently right across the street, and he goes upstairs, and um, he he kind of sits down in his study, and it, it, there's a little creepy part where um, it like he walks across the room to go sit down at his desk, and you just see just an old lady kind of just you kind of glimpse her just in the darkness in the background um and she's just sitting still uh and um so he he starts he pulls a, a revolver out of his desk and he sets it on the the desktop and, she had
1: brought up earlier that um right cuz he was having this this interesting conversation with um old old dude sam. yeah sam old, I'm terrible old, with names old sammy <laughs> old sammy he was talking about how, well, I mean, I didn't want to live this long, so Sam asked him, have you ever just tried to end it? And he was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a coward. It's yeah. just kind of a, I have a revolver in my desk, and every now and then I take it
0: out and try to do it, and I just put it right back because I'm a coward. 2, 2,000 yeah. years old, still a coward. Yep. Can't can't, can't kill himself, loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so old uh, old woman, she kind of... She calls out to him. She's like Tommy, and Walter is like, "Who? Wait, whoa, who? Who are you?" She's like, "You don't recognize me. You once said I had the most beautiful eyes you'd ever seen." Um, and she again, worst liar in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, I lady, I do not know who you are. <laughs> who are you? I am not sure of who are you." Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's like, "You know who I am." Big daddy. I, she doesn't say that, but it's implied. <laughs> uh, and she basically says, you're my husband, Tommy, and um, nobody else is going to have you and you're not going to break any more hearts. And so she shoots him. Um, this calls the attention of Sam who runs, mm. runs across the street and, and sees her leaving the house. And he goes upstairs to see Walter just, kind of in the in his chair and he's he's weak because he just he's just been shot and uh walter starts to get old in front of his eyes as he dies um Susanna runs over to like 10 minutes later i don't know why why it takes her so long to she's like oh my god i heard the gunshot but it's like 15 have to finish packing this bag <laughs> yeah but it's like 15 to, to like 20 minutes to maybe an hour later when she shows up <laughs> And she gets there to see uh, just a pile of dust with a suit on, on the floor. And Walter Jameson is dead now. Just a pile of dust, dust in the wind. and that- Dust, wind, dude. <laughs> dust, wind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was his original name 2,000 years ago. <laughs> he was in Bill
1: and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> that, that,
0: that's right, that's right. Uh, I, might, I might make a reference to Bill and Ted's bogus journey again here in a- in a, in a minute. Uh, so so that is the episode. Chris, why don't, you, why don't you get us started? What did you think?
1: Well, the probably the most interesting thing that I thought about this was um, as I'm watching this, I've seen this story a dozen times. Like, we've we've seen this story in cartoons and television and movies and whatever. We've seen this a bunch of times. So I knew exactly where this was going. And it's done so well here that it didn't bother me at all. And then afterwards, I was thinking... I was trying to figure out why it didn't bother me. And it's like, this is interesting because when this was made, we probably, that people probably hadn't seen this story a bunch of times before, you know, like with some sort of immortal mortal guy and, and eight, you know, as soon as he's dying time, something goes wrong, time catches up to him. I mean, we've seen this and freaking Captain America has been through it for crying out loud. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is a very common story. Um, The other thing about this episode that was driving me bonkers is the, the old guy, uh, Sam, yeah. He sounds so familiar and I cannot place where I know him from. I keep looking at his IMDb profile to look for something that I feel like I've seen and I yeah. just I cannot place it. It's driving me nuts. It,
0: it it I was I was thinking the same thing this morning and um it, it almost it sounds like he's a Disney character almost.
1: Yeah, or I like, feel like I know him from a mystery science theater episode. Oh, like, yeah, maybe. That's it. It just keeps picking at my brain like I have to go back and I, I'm, I've am i almost narrowed it down. I, something tells me it's from, I accuse my parents, but I don't think this guy would be in that because nobody good was in that movie. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, just overall watching this episode was just, it was just fascinating because it's, you know, I, I was thinking I was going to have to take, like I said, I was going to take a bunch of different notes and, and, and follow all the, the different plot points, but it was so almost telegraphed where it was going. Like you knew where it was going, but I couldn't, look away like it was it was done so interestingly and yeah I don't I, right. I, mean, I don't I didn't even know what else to say about it other than I was just completely sucked into it and the fact that when you brought up earlier the 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 suits and the colors like the fact that th- they knew this was in black and white and they're still playing with color like yeah that's just that's just so bold to to really make those kinds of uh you, know, you think of people playing with color and stuff in modern cinema and modern tv and I mean, I've just watched the new Voltron cartoon, and right. seeing all the subtle ways the characters dress and the colors that the lines they're eventually going to be involved in. And, like, to even consider doing stuff like that in black and white just boggles my mind. Like, the kinds of things that you could do in black and white. Like,
0: yeah.
1: yesterday I was at an arcade, and I was playing uh, an Atari 2600, but it was hooked up to a black and white television. Huh. And I was playing combat with my friend. Yeah. and. <laughs> I love combat, and I specifically love old Atari games, And but I always played them in color, and I didn't really have a black-and-white TV, and right. playing combat in black-and-white, I'm looking at it, and Enti- I'm thinking... Entitled. You're so entitled. <laughs> I'm so entitled. <laughs> uh, if I'm playing the game, and I'm missing... I'm I'm thinking of all these different things that I, I feel like are missing playing the game, even something as rudimentary as an Atari game in black-and-white, like the the way that they played with color, like those games were designed... With color in mind and even something that simple um, being designed with color in mind and then to just turn around and see something like, well, this is somebody who was really embracing the technology of the time. Like just putting the two people in black and white suits is such a simple thing. And it just does so much to to show you exactly what sides like these two people are going to be on opposing sides. And it's so subliminal. I didn't even notice it. it was yeah. that's that's just brilliant.
0: Yeah, I, I there's also uh, they're also playing chess, right? Which uh, obviously mm-hmm. the black and white on that. Um, yeah, I I just I recently well fell asleep again to the seventh sign. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, shoot. Uh, let me let me look that up real fast because I don't want to I don't want to be completely <laughs> wrong. Seventh, <laughs> seventh. I think it's a Seventh. No, seventh seal. Ah, there we go. I knew it was an S word. Uh, seventh seal has Max von Sydow in it, right? Okay, and that that references Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, where they're playing, um, they're playing against death, right, to to serve to live. Mm-hmm. So in the Seventh Seal, Max von Sydow is like kind of a, a Crusades era knight, and he plays uh, chess against death, and he beats death a- against a game of chess to stay alive, which is very similar to Bogus Journey, where they're like. They're playing like Battleship and Twister with death to, to stay alive. Um, but, I, you know, so I think that's, I thought that interesting. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but this whole uh, game of life type, type thing against mm. death in that scene. Uh, so as you said before, we, we've seen this story a bunch of times, right? Even Dorian Gray kind of alludes to that whole imm- immortality aspect. <coughs> I, hope, I hope that's not you dying. No, no, I'm <laughs> I'm exactly as old as I think I am. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll just ask this. This is a standard immortality question. Um, would you want to live forever?
1: No, uh, and specifically for the reason that he, uh, um, our main character Jay, Walter Jamison, talks about is the watching people around you die. Um, I can't remember where the first time I I saw this particular this kind of story in we're dealing with an immortal but i remember i remember that feeling of that character explaining how you stay alive forever and all the people around you get old and die Uh, that has always stuck with me i wish i could remember what the first thing that was it was probably some dumb cartoon or whatever but uh Uh,
0: highlander or tiny or tiny tune adventures
1: (laughs) uh, the highlander episode of tiny tune adventures that was it (laughs) Also they might be giants on it. It was weird. Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) that's a good, good episode.
1: That is a great episode, but the, um, um, yeah, the having, not having anybody grow old with you, like obviously like I've, I've been, I feel my age a lot lately. I'm, well, my, I'm about to have my second kid and, uh, feeling like an adult, uh, is, is, is weird to me because I mean, I'm, I'm essentially a big kid. I run a a geek website. I talk about video games every week. Um, yeah I'm so ingrained in all of this 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 kind of culture. I always feel like a big kid, but at the same time I'm responsible for these little people and watching my kid get older and figure things out and thinking about what my daughter's going to be like. Right. I, it's it's in inescapable that I am an adult and then I think of when they're older i'm going to continue to be older and older and older but at the same time i think i i i need that like it's terrifying to me but it's also important like yeah. as they say on the show death is i don't remember how they put it but something like death is what makes life meaningful right uh, it's what makes it all important so that's i guess that's kind of why i wouldn't want to be immortal
0: yeah time I- travel on the other hand <laughs> I'd be down with that. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a certain perspective that obviously immortality. Well, I won't say obviously. Maybe it exists, right? But uh, immortality doesn't seem to like if someone's immortal. I don't feel like they necessarily have the perspective of growing old anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like you, uh, there's an episode of Twilight Zone, Walking Distance, right? That I watched as a kid, and I said, "Oh, that's an interesting." concept right a man walks into his past and he meets his younger self and his his father and all that type stuff um and as a kid i'm like okay that's that's great but as an adult kind of getting that perspective of growing older and then looking back and and seeing all the things you missed right um like as an adult that means a completely different thing to me and so there's a perspective of growing older and and kind of coming to terms with your mortality and the real the realization that things won't be there forever. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's an aspect of immortality that, that gets lost in that. Knowing that you're going to die um, makes you eventually start to appreciate type of uh, the past a little more.
1: Yeah. Another really interesting, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but another interesting story of immortality uh, is like the face of Bo on um, Doctor Who, okay. Captain Jack Harkness's character, who is... And immortal, and because you you had mentioned something about like the, the aging process and whatnot, and mm. that was an interesting story like, character to watch because that character is immortal, but he continues to age, but he also continues to heal, and it, you eventually find out that this character who was just a normal looking human turns out to be this giant head in a jar, because uh, <laughs> I guess that's just what happens when you stay alive for thousands and thousands of years or whatever it is.
0: That's, that's right. I mean, that's that's how you get those heads on Futurama essentially it is <laughs> uh yeah i mean you know you there's just so many great examples of of maybe not exactly immortality but you know living for a very extended period of time of obviously mm. wolverine is is a good example of that yeah right um yeah it's just i, I wouldn't want to live forever um because I, I would rather i want to die <laughs> <laughs> I'll soon as soon as possible. i just want to throw out there. I want to die as soon as but I also keep a gun in my uh <laughs> and I point it on my head every night. But I'm just I just I am too lazy to buy ammunition is, is what it is. It's full of Mike and Ike's at the moment. They're not very effective. <laughs> yeah, like guh, guh. Uh, But, you know, I want I want my I want my son to bury me, you know, eventually. So <laughs>
1: no yeah i preferably when he's old enough
0: yeah no i no tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um, my son can't really wield a shovel yet i'm gonna wait a few years <laughs> <laughs> no yesterday i was trying to start the lawnmower and he's like can i can i pull the string i'm like no you can't man sorry like as much as i love you the last thing i need you to do is to actually be the one to start it and then get sucked into the blades i didn't say that to him but it was it was implied <laughs> uh all right anyway so so chris overall uh you know i i let my guests give a rating of the episode in whatever style you want or whatever rating system you want so go ahead and, uh what what what's your rate of this episode
1: uh i would say uh seven loaded revolvers out of ten.
0: <laughs> Se- seven fully loaded revolvers out of ten yes yes okay like out of ten fully loaded revol- revolvers oh nice nice that's that's a lot of loaded revolvers. Um, I would I would put you on some kind of watch list.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, really. My only complaint about the episode is is the fact that they made the main character so bad at lying about his age. <laughs> um, I mean, re- really, it's because the show seems so thoughtful, but at the same token, it's it was clearly breaking relatively new ground. Like I I can't think of any specific stories that are older than this of this specific tale that are that, at least told in this kind of context um and twilight zone broke a lot of new ground in a lot of uh a lot of different respects so um yeah, it's, it's i can't really hold too much against it but yeah just the the main characters uh <laughs> general being bad <laughs> at being alive like how did you
0: how did this guy keep this secret for that long you know that brings up a good point i don't even know how he got that job in the first place right he's like <laughs> i'm a professor right is it and then he like looks at it around the room he's like am, am i am i a professor am I, I am okay cool yeah i'm uh, walter Jamison.
1: it looks he just around- showed up with his own his <laughs> own sign his own desk yeah. and nobody nobody decided to fire him. <laughs> They're just like, well, this guy's really good at what he's doing. So yeah, what a terrible
0: university, up. actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a local community college. <laughs> uh, I, I'll give I I'll give the episode uh, because I like Kevin McCarthy so much. I will give it an eight, an eight, eight and a half. I, I I like I like stories about immortality, um, and uh, I'll, I'll give it extra points because of uh William Tuttle who did who did the makeup um he used a trick to make uh Kevin McCarthy look older to kind of age right mm-hmm. um so they used a trick from um uh Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde where since it's black and white you don't notice like different colored filters on the on the camera mm. uh so what they did was they they drew i think red lines on Kevin McCarthy's face and so then they put a green filter on there to make those uh, make those lines pop. So you you have Kevin McCarthy when black and white with a red filter on there, and as soon as they change the filter, it like brings out like the crow's feet and mm. kind of the, like these shadows on his cheek to make him look like he's older in in the same shot. Um, so I thought that I thought that was really cool, and I think they use that again in a, another episode of the, the show, but. It was a
1: good looking effect. I mean, especially considering the age of this show, like as soon as I knew that he was going to start getting old, I was like, I started like wringing my hands like, all right, this is going to be good. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be actually, that's not too bad. That's not well well, well done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Cool deal. Oh, hey, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Chris, for coming on the show. Uh, what, can, you, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, all the stuff that you do? Well, um, I am on lots of different things
1: on geekade.com, primarily I'm the host of the Stone Age Gamer podcast, um, which is a weekly podcast about video games. We're doing our E3 special uh, this—no, we did our E3 special last week. I can't (laughs) tell time. I'm also on a television podcast called This Week's Episode, where we talk about different TV shows every week, and I do a video game music podcast called Wave Back, uh, where we just listen to and discuss video game music— I write a handful of articles for the site. I have a YouTube show. Uh, really, just anything Geekade related, I usually have my fingers in in some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, I, you know, I've, I can be found on Twitter at uh, uh, Geekade Chris G E K A D E K R I S because uh, my parents actually named me after Chris Christofferson.
0: Nice. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to find me and all of the various things that I do.
0: Excellent. Well, well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris. Thank Uh, you for having me. No, no, no problem at all. No problem at all. (laughs) Not a single problem at all. (laughs) Time differences be damned. No problem. Exactly right. I I like waking up at 530 to to talk to you. Uh, (laughs) All right, everybody, uh, for the rest of you, there's a few ways to get a hold of me and the show. Uh, You can hit me up on Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast. I am on Gmail, S4YA podcast at gmail.com. You can o- head over to, of course, Facebook.com and look for Submit for Your Approval. And I'm on Twitter, or no, not Twitter. Well, I am on Twitter, but also <laughs> Instagram, S4YA underscore podcast. And as always, Mr. Chris, I can be found at www.geekk.com. Submit for Your mm-hmm. Approval. Uh, I am there every week. Turns out, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all those great things. Head over to iTunes. Give me a, a five star rating, please, or not, uh, or just leave a comment. I'm I'm good with that. And I love getting emails from from folks. I've gotten a few here late lately. Um, go ahead and ask questions and and just just send me a note. I love responding. So, uh, but until uh, next time, thank you again, Chris. You're very welcome. And thank you, Brandon. Oh, no, stop, stop. (laughs) Uh, Until next week, I am Brandon Cruz, and this is Submitted for Your Approval.